You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Off day? There are no off days. It's always game day on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. NFC Championship Hour begins now. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Sure, we. I mean, it was fun talking about quarterbacks and high-flying offenses and Oh, this MVP, that guy's going to be the next Brady talking about the AFC championship game. But but let's, I mean, let's talk about the the brawl that will be Niners-Eagles. And to be completely honest, if you look at full rosters top to bottom, I mean, the AFC is a little top heavy. These depth. Right, I would say the the two best players remaining are in the AFC, but it might be like, you know, 19 of the next 20 best players are in the NFC th- this weekend. And I didn't actually count, so don't go, so this guy's definitely, I, I hear you. I'm just saying that the depth going on in the NFC championship game is pretty bananas. And to think of all of the the either legendary or one day will be legendary players in the NFC championship game, we're talking Christian McCaffrey, we're talking Jalen Hurts, we're talking a- uh, A.J. Brown, I, uh Bosa, Warner, I mean, we go on and on. Fletcher Cox, I don't know why I'm, these are the ones popping into my head. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, uh, I mean, so many of them. Debo, maybe the most important one or one of the most important is this the, the most recent last round, last pick in the NFL draft, Brock Purdy. Right, We're, we're going to have an absolute smash mouth football game with Trent Williams blocking Hassan Reddick and, and Josh Sweat and, and Brandon Graham and just waves and waves of great pass rushers from the Eagles. And this thing all might come down to like the undersized quarterback from Iowa State. Biggest moment of Brock Purdy's career. I was thinking about this. How comfortable do you think Brock Purdy is in the biggest moment of his career? Because how many times in the last year or in the last two years has he had the biggest game of his career? By the way, our call line and text line are open for all of your NFC championship thoughts. 757-687-9494. Once again, that number 757-687-9494. How many consecutive games have been the biggest game of Brock Purdy's career? I think easily every game that he's started as a as a Niner, right? Once he got to the playoffs, ratcheted up a bit. But but you know your first start's your biggest one. Then oh, you played well. Your second start, oh look at this. Now you're playing for your job next year. You're not just a backup. Oh look at that. Oh now you're playing for the number one seed. Oh look at this. Now it's like everything keeps getting bigger and bigger. Every game has been bigger. I went back in his college career. He didn't even make it to the Senior Bowl. He was an East-West Shrine Bowl guy. That had to be the biggest game of his career, right? Felt like he was playing for his future. Before that, it was the Cheez-It Bowl versus Clemson. When you're trying to play as a pro up against Clemson, probably the biggest game of your career. So I think the last time Brock Purdy was in a game that he didn't have some reporter write an article about how it's the biggest game of his career was the final regular season game of his college career when they faced TCU. And little did he know that TCU was going to go on being the national championship game the next year. But but 
They weren't them yet. Now, the NFC Championship is a lot of pressure, but I, you don't know in, in moments that you're going to have bigger moments later. You know what I mean? Whenever your career ended, you had a biggest game of your career, and it felt massive. One of the things that uh, happens like in life is you start playing high school sports, and you look back and go, why did I care so much about the Little League Championship? Then you're playing college sports, and you look back and go, why did I care so much if I was a district champion in high school? Like, oh, I really wanted to be all region. Then I'm, I'm assuming, and I didn't get this one, you go to the pros and you're like, why do I care if we went nine and three or eight and four? Now the pros, it's about business. There's so much more. But you don't know that, right? It's almost like you care the same amount about winning your your, your you know, rec league basketball championship as you do like the national championship in college. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but go back and ask an eight-year-old how important that eight-year-old championship is. They're not going to say, well, putting it in perspective, it's really, it's not. So I think he's actually really experienced right now in understanding the 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 ma- like the magnitude right it's not going to feel too big for him where i think it's going to hurt is just the lack lack of experience dealing with the tangible things this is a guy who's like the intangibles he deals with really well and when when he shouldn't when his hands should be shaking they're steady i think it's the, like the hard and fast tangible elements of this game that become his disadvantage let's go to Kyle Shanahan who's uh was asked how he um assesses Purdy's ability to handle the offense. He's been great. I mean, he just tries to soak it in throughout the week. I mean, it's always harder on Wednesdays when you get so much and you're not going to get it right then. And he doesn't seem to over panic about it. He takes each rep, walk through the meetings, every clip we show. You can just tell he is locked in and just building up information all the time. And um, that's what you want players and coaches to do. It's never a final product on Wednesday, but um, you work your butt off throughout the week. And usually by Saturday night, it's pretty clear. And that's what he's shown. He's been able to handle the pressure throughout the week because sometimes it's you want to go out there and look great for all your teammates, but you don't always know that on Wednesday and Thursday. And you just keep reviewing the tape, keep going through the looks, and you make sure you're there Saturday night so you can sleep comfortably and wake up extremely confident. We already know the poise, the maturity, the pressure doesn't, doesn't impact him a ton. But we, we don't know how a defense as good as Philadelphia impacts him, right? We don't know how a stadium as loud as the Lynx is going to be this weekend impacts him. We don't know how he deals with with the the like football, right? There's only so many times we can say, "Oh, he's wise beyond his years. He's mature." There's at a certain point, okay. Well, people that are wise beyond their years with poise and maturity and and with comfort in big moments, they lose games too sometimes. So what what does he have to accomplish there, right? What happens if they can't run the ball? Anybody ever think of that one? What happens if Christian McCaffrey gets bottled up by a really good Eagles defense? What happens if Debo Samuel isn't getting open? If George Kittle isn't making tip catches to himself? What happens? That's the question we need to ask. Not would would Brock Purdy gonna is he gonna look up into the stands and go, well, that's a lot of people, and and suddenly start throwing interceptions like he's twenty twenty three Dak Prescott. 
which he might do. Like, I'm not saying he's not going to throw interceptions, but I'm saying I'm, I'm kind of past the point of thinking he's going to throw interceptions because he's terrified. And if he throws interceptions, it's going to be because he's up against a good defense and he made a bad decision. And the whole, literally, the entirety of the, the NFL season kind of hinges on it. We, we have, uh, we've been obviously talking about the, the conference championship games all week. We've gotten multiple times uh, people on the text line sending in, and, and multiple, so I'm not going to name just one, uh, saying whoever wins the NFC is going to win the championship, right? We, we're, when we dissect the AFC championship game, we, we almost are guaranteed to get someone saying, it doesn't matter who wins, they're just going to lose to whoever wins the NFC. They're, they're seen as the better teams. So goodness gracious, is there a lot riding on Purdy's performance? And I don't think that's going to rattle him, but I think it's going to, I think how Philadelphia attacks him is going to be a big part of that. Shout out to the local guy, Josh Sweat. If he gets home a few times, who knows? And if Kittle doesn't make the tip catch, who knows? Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Uh, we want all of your your responses, your reactions, your predictions when it comes to the NFC Championship. San Francisco at Philly. How well will Purdy play? Does Jalen Hurts look like Jalen Hurts who's healthy? All of it. We want to hear it. 757-687-9494. Be sure to always appreciate greatness, whether it's Shohei, Giannis, Mahomes, or Joey Chestnut. The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. I just had a really fun commercial break. One of my group chats is going down the, uh, I should point out, it is a group chat of, I believe everyone in there is 30 plus football players. Uh, we're going they're, they're they're going down the memory lane of the uh pads that we had to wear in youth football. And I don't think I don't think the youth today understand what we were dealing with. You know those hip pads that stuck out like wings? Oh yeah. The 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 tailbone pad, the the just one straight flap that went straight down the the, it was the, the, the tailbone, tailbone pad that was the size of your tail. Exactly. And and that thing never moved, right? If you fell on your your back, that little strip was always going to be right where you needed it to be. Someone in the group chat said uh, they they had they, I'm sure they wanted this to immediately go over the radio. Uh, we were in the trust circle. Uh, first time he he laced up the pads in Pop Warner tailbone pad, front side. That's okay. Not not the tailbone. When I went in the uh, the opposite, thought it was to protect something else. Uh, and do you know what else is is this is one where like it seemed normal at the time. Maybe maybe twice a season we'd wash our pads. Like like pants pads, you'd put them on the next day. Sometimes they were still sweaty. You just throw them on there, keep it rolling. It's like a scene out of Little Giants. It's, yeah, I mean that that was what everyone did. Now there's the hex pads and the, all the, they're built into the girdle. They're different different beast. And the and the crazy part is now that we're the age we are, there's a lot of guys in the Super Bowl that don't even know what we're talking about. They're playing in the Super Bowl and they're going like, you sound like you're a hundred years old. Realizing my own mortality as we speak. Uh, it's NFC Championship Hour here on the Tim Donnelly Show. So go ahead and get your calls, your texts, your 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 uh, comments, concerns, questions, predictions about Niners at Philly. 
Niners have to go full cross country for the NFC Championship game. 757-687-9494. We have a Niners fan on the phone lines, Frank from Virginia Beach. Uh, Frank, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say? I appreciate you taking my call, mm-hmm. uh, Tim. Um, and like I said, I'm a Niners homer, but I think it's going to be a good game. But, I mean, I'm looking at it as the Niners defense is the best against the run. Eagles defense is better than their defense at defending the pass. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that, you know, Jalen Hurts had a great year, but I feel like it's going to come down to like one or two big plays. I mean, we saw Kittle, like the Niners look dead to me. I was scared they're going to lose to the Cowboys last week. But then Kittle went and did that juggling catch, and lo and behold, they went down the field, scored, and that was the defining moment in that game to me. Other than that, I mean, like, unless they can get the run going against the Eagles, which they've shown that the Eagles have given up a lot of yards this uh, this uh, season. If they can't do that, I feel like I feel like it's going to come down to just a couple plays. I completely agree, and thank you for the call, Frank. Seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. When two teams this this complete, not not just good, but complete, go against each other, it, a lot of times it does come down to a couple plays, right? And and at times that Cowboys Niners game felt like, okay, whoever makes a play next is going to win the game, and then it, it was Kittle, and uh, you know it was Kittle, and and Trayvon Diggs was there, and those are two of the better players on their respective teams, and Kittle was the one that made the play, or you could, I mean, Purdy had a big lot to do with it as well. And, and, you know, there's other things around it, but Kittle made the play. So if this one comes into it, or if this game, San Francisco at Philly, is, is going in a similar pace and it's like, who's going to make a play? The cool thing about this game is that there's so many superstars that would be vying to make the play, right? It, it's those, those uh, Cavalier against Warriors NBA championships where it's like somebody's going to have to make a shot, and you're like, okay, well, what do we have for options? Well, we have LeBron and Steph and KD and Kyrie and Kev Love and uh, Clay, and like, there's just so many of them. So if this game comes down to who's going to make a play, I mean, is it going to be A.J. Brown? Doesn't have to be. Eagles could win if it's Devontae Smith. Eagles could win if it's Dallas Goddard. Eagles could win if it's Jalen Hurts. Eagles could win if it's one of the defensive players. The dirty little secret of the Niners, and and you, you, I, I like how the uh, the caller, who's a Niners fan, framed it. Right, the Niners are the best in the league against the run. Meanwhile, the the Eagles are better against the pass. That's a, that's a beautiful way to to frame it. The dirty little secret of the Niners is that if you can protect the quarterback, granted, big if, but if you can protect the quarterback, you can throw throw the ball in the perimeter. Right, they are uh, vulnerable. If you're going to take shots and you're going to find your your playmakers on the edges, so that that sounds like to me like AJ Brown. AJ Brown had three catches for 22 yards against the Giants, and there was there was animated conversation on the sideline. Right? It, it's actually float this theory for me, Robbie. Um, playoff games when there's only one game going on, I feel like we're more likely to catch that kind of stuff. Yes, because if if there's a billion games, like if that, if that interaction, Sirianni and, and Brown were talking to each other, Hertz was kind of in orbit. If if that happened in a Sunday one o'clock slate, our eyes would be elsewhere, right? It, it was in between plays, in between drives, commercial, whatever. We would have flipped over to another game. But when that is the only game going on, we see everything, 
right? We saw Stefan Diggs gesturing to, to Josh Allen. We saw A.J. Brown talking on the sideline. We see it all. So A.J. Brown had three catches for 22 yards against the Giants. I pointed this out yesterday, but it's just fun for me. If A.J. Brown was frustrated, uh, it had to feel like an extra gut punch that he went from 23 receiving yards to 22 receiving yards on a stat correction. They went back, watched the film, said, actually, you didn't pick up seven. You got six or whatever it was. So 22 catch, ah, 22 yards, that's not enough for a guy like A.J. Brown. Uh, and then there was the animated conversation on the sideline. And, and, and suddenly it becomes... Are you going to demand the ball? Are you going to be a diva? Are you going to be the stereotypical wide receiver? Here's an interaction between he and the media. You throw the ball to me a hundred times, I'm going to want hundred and one times. You know, I, I just feel, yeah, you know, it's just, I just, me personally, I just feel like I can change the game in any moment, you know, and, uh, you know, getting the ball often, you know, keeps you going, keeps you in the rhythm, you know, definitely just puts you in the zone, you're locked in, and, and of course, you know, of course I'm going to In your career, I do had to deal with that at times? Deal with what? Deal with that wanting of the football when it doesn't necessarily... I'm, I'm a wide receiver. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> Listen uh, of course, you know, uh, even even when the ball goes somewhere, go, go somewhere else, uh, you know, I just... I'm a receiver, you know. I, I'm a dominant receiver who wants the ball, and I feel like I can change the game at any moment, you know. But. I'm a wide receiver. I want the ball. That's what I took out of that. He wants the ball, and he should. I've talked about this in the past, but I'll give you a Cliff Notes version of it. Wide receivers need to want the ball, and they need to demand the ball, and they need to convince themselves that every time they're open, they're going to get the ball. Because think about it. Think uh, you might throw the ball 35 times, okay? And that's a that's a big day for that. That's an unusual amount of of, of tosses for a team that wants to run the ball as much as as Philly. If you throw the ball 35 times, AJ Brown might catch eight of them, and that would be a lot. That would be a good day. That means he's running routes a whole bunch of times without getting the ball, right? 27 times he's not catching the ball, but he has to run those routes as hard and as aggressive and, and as if he's the number one option. So he has to believe he's getting the ball or else why run? I'm a decoy. Mm-hmm. Why would I expend all my energy on a play where I'm not getting the ball and then I'll have less energy for when I do get the ball. So you tell yourself you're getting it all the time. And guess what? There might be less chances this week. He has a chance to be a game-breaker for Philly. Like I said, the dirty little secret of that Niners defense is if you can protect the quarterback, they're vulnerable on the edges to, to some big plays in the passing game. But the if there is if you can protect the quarterback. You have to keep, keep Bosa and you have to keep all these guys off the quarterback. Who knows how many times you'll be able to do that. In a game that might come down to one big play or who's going to make a play first, you might only have... A handful of times all game when Hertz has protection, has time, and can take advantage of, of the, the advantage they have on the, uh, the edges. A.J. Brown has to be ready to change the entire game in two catches. So, he, yes, everything I have uh, with him saying is fine. The only concern, if there is a concern, is Jalen Hurts can't force the ball because A.J. Brown's saying, I want the ball. Right? If the moment isn't right, if the defense doesn't say uh, throw it to him, what I mean by that is if the read doesn't take you there, don't throw it there just because he's your buddy. Right? That they they need to be the friends that they are. I actually just saw this. Um, AJ Brown, we're looking at 19 minutes ago, 
tweeted out, retweeted out uh, something he sent on Twitter on April 24th, 2020. He put a picture of Jalen Hurts already photoshopped into a Eagles uniform. This is draft day. And A.J. Brown said, you deserve it all, brother. I feel like I got drafted. Blessing to you, family. They're that close. That, but By the way, they were on different teams at that point in time. He was a Titan tweeting out a photoshopped picture of the second round pick for the Eagles in an Eagles jersey and giving him credit. A.J. Brown added when he retweeted it today, now we're about to play in the NFC Championship game together. Man, who knew our path would be aligning? God did with a little like happy crying face emoji. They're that close. So Jalen Hurts has to be close enough to look at him and say, I'm not throwing it to you if the defense doesn't doesn't say throw it to you. And A.J. Brown has to be close enough to say, I know if I'm open, you're going to get it to me. So I'm going to keep running these routes. Like the 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 Stefan Diggs explosion, I think is has a little bit of similarities here. Uh, Stefan Diggs yelled and screamed at Josh Allen when the game was, was essentially over against the Bengals arms out, right? Mad. He wanted the ball, went to the locker room, got his things left before the coaches got there through a little bit of a tantrum. Then, so, so we talked about it here on this show. They talked about it everywhere, right? Stefan Diggs screaming. What does it mean? Should it be okay? The whole thing was litigated. And then the mic'd up came out for divisional weekend and I listened to it. And Stefan Diggs was imploring his teammates for most, if not all the way up until that, that tantrum. He was the one getting to the offensive line. Come on, don't give up. Keep working. Before the game, he was getting everyone fired up, getting them focused. I'd love it if A.J. Brown follows the Stefan Diggs path. Meaning, be engaged. Be, be encouraging. Be in the face of your teammates to play great. And then if and or when the game is out of reach, be as mad as you want to be. But demand the ball, yes, in a healthy way. Don't show up your teammates until the game's over. And then be as frustrated as you want to be. All, all I, I know about A.J. Brown is this. If there's one play where you're open down the field, or even if you're not open and you have a chance to make a play on a 50-50 ball, you better make that catch. Because that might be the George Kittle tipping pass that changes the entire game like that did for the Niners against the Cowboys. So you had three catches last week. You might only have one this week. Who knows? You might have 10. You might have one. But that one might be the one that changes the game. So you better be ready. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, 94.1. It's time to play one of our favorite favorite Friday games. It's called Monday Headlines. What is the sports world going to be talking about on Monday? 757-687-9494. It's the call in line. You can also text it in. What will the sports world be talking about, the sports bloggers be blogging about on Monday? 757-687-9494. Send your guesses in now because when we come back, we're playing Monday Headlines. It's time to guess Monday's headlines on the Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio 94.1. Monday Headlines, it's a simple game. You try to guess, we do it as well. So we all try to guess what the sports world will be talking about on Monday. We, on a Friday, we try to fortune tell, right? Predict the future. What will be the biggest headlines in sports on Monday? Uh, before we get started, though, I'll tell you this. Monday, that's just a prediction. But I know for a fact what the big headlines will be on Tuesday. Big news coming out of ESPN Radio 94.1. 
but you're going to have to tune in Tuesday at 3 to hear it. Tuesday at 3, big news. I know that's going to be the Tuesday headlines. That's not the game we're playing. Monday headlines. Let's jump into it. I'll get it started. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a superhero. I think the the healing of his ankle, I also think that he might, you know, even if your ankle feels good by the fourth quarter, it's, I mean, stiffening up, throbbing, whatever, hurting. We might see like a Byron Leftwich at Marshall situation where linemen are like carrying him to the line of scrimmage and then he's taking a snap and somehow he can play. Uh, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a narrative and a storyline that we hear a lot about on Monday. Tim, I got Kelsey squared. First brothers to ever face off in a Super Bowl as Travis and Jason. That means Philly and KC headed to Phoenix. The, the mom's going to have to get another stitched jersey with half and half. Uh, At least you won't have to. The travel won't be as bad. No, I mean, if they're playing in the same game, that's, that's exactly. easy. You sit right on the 50. What do you do? Right in the end zone? How do, how do you space it out? Um, I'm actually, I'm wondering this. We're, we're going to go to the text line here and get some of your winners and losers. Again, send them in or call them in. You can call in with a winner or loser as well. Or Sorry, not a winner or loser, a Monday headline. What am I doing? Uh, you can call in with a Monday headline, 757-687-9494. Uh, but I am wondering, right, because since we, we call it Monday headlines, um, some texters, and sometimes Robbie joins in on this, you try to play the, the word pun game like you're the, the New York Post or something. Um I don't know if the texters actually think Jalen Hurts is going to do poorly. I think the texters just like that his last name is Hurts, and you can just say things like this text from the 757. Jalen Hurts Philly with two picks. If you thought Jalen was going to throw two touchdowns, what would you do? So I feel like it's his name is guaranteeing that the headlines are going to be bad in our game here. You could say Jalen Hurts the 49ers with two touchdowns. Mm, but Hurts feels more like... I agree. It's like more like self-inflicted. Self. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, um, "Hurt" by Johnny Cash. That song can't be about hurting someone else. Good that's got to. That's got to be about hurting yourself. Very good point. Oh, Texter from the seven five seven. Hurt so good. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. Thank you for for fixing it up here. Uh, I'll give you another from the seven five seven. Bengals versus Eagles clash between the endangered for all the marbles. Art. I guess it's it's which kind of e- I don't know enough about the the animal kingdom. I was gonna say which kind of eagle, like. I mean, a bald eagles are are in danger. Are Bengals, like, Bengals? I'm sure that I'm sure tigers are. Ti- Feels okay. like everything that, that the big cats are Maybe always you're right. Yeah, teetering on the edge of extinction. Again, I don't know that for a fact. It just seems like that's that's a fact. Uh, I'll give you another one of mine here. Um, Nick Sirianni puts his foot in his mouth. I feel like he he plays it fast and loose on game day. This week, he compared Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan. And then everyone was like, whoa. Then he came back later in the week and compared Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. And it's like, I, he told the ref that he knows what he's bleeping doing. He's he's looking at cameras that he can't possibly know are filming in super slow motion. And he's doing like a weird stare nod thing that you're going to see a million times. I, I think at some point when you're playing that fast and loose, you're going to say something that everybody gets upset about. So maybe it comes up. Robbie, what do you got? I got Mahomes too much as KC routes the Burrows. I got the, the Burrows? The Burrows. I think at Burrowhead, I think he's going to oh, route Burrowhead. the the Bengals at at Arrowhead. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be too much for for Cincinnati. I understand they're confident. I get they're excited, but just don't think it's going to work out. 
Should we should we run through all the the Burrow uh, positive ones here? Brock and Newport News. Joe Burrow takes it to four zero versus Mahomes in Burrowhead from the seven five seven. Burrow continues his dominance of the Chiefs and the Bengals win easily at least two touchdowns. Uh, there's there's a lot of pro Burrow going on here. Hurts don't it? Eagles punish the Niners. Brock looked pretty good being the first rookie quarterback to win a conference championship. Is that true? Did did Roethlisberger not do it? He made it to a conference championship and then won it his his second year. Is that how it broke down? That sounds right. Uh, From the 757, Niners gold rush, the Eagles to advance to Super Bowl 57. Oh, here's an interesting one. From the 757, Harbaugh, new head coach of Dallas. Man, the things that have to happen for that to happen. The job's not open. Which Harbaugh are we talking about? I would imagine Jim. Okay, so all, then all of that Michigan stuff, really. There'd have to be a lot that happens here. Maybe uh, their brother-in-law, Tom Crean, changes it up. Goes from basketball to, to football, and Jerry hires him after firing Mike McCarthy. And then they would overlook Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, who are still... A lot, lot needs to happen there. Uh, I'll give you another one of mine. Speaking of coaches, D'Amico Ryans leaked as the next Colts head coach. All right, I'd say leaked because I don't know if the, the he's still going to be a coordinator at that point in time. But uh, but the Colts, what do they do? What what do what do NFL teams do if they have an older offensive head coach and it doesn't work? They almost always go younger defensive coach. So Frank Reich didn't work. D'Amico Ryans comes in as the the polar opposite because you overcorrect. And that would mean it's not Jeff Saturday, which I would be happy about. Tim, I think something happens at out in, out in the Dubai Championships. I think Rory and Patrick Reed are paired <laughs> together on the final day, and something happens. I think Rory outshines Reed, but I think there's some drama instilled, and I think the whole sports world, after the, the championship matchups, I think they're talking about a little golf rivalry happening over in Dubai. This one, I don't even know how this is possible. From the 757, Philly wins the Super Bowl. Maybe they're so impressive in their in their game that the NFL just gives it to them. Do do KC and Cincinnati somehow become disqualified? Then do you know what would happen then, right? I don't I'm not hundred percent sure how it would happen. It'd be Bills at a neutral site. That seems to always be that the NFL in every contingency ends up with the Bills at a neutral site. They'll play it in Atlanta. A you know neut- what? Might neut- as well play it in Phoenix. A neutral site from the Super Bowl, which is already at a neutral site. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on Monday Headlines. I really enjoy that game. But uh, as always, as always, if we didn't read yours on air, uh, we we definitely still have it in the text line, and that has a timestamp. So receipts count, right? If you guess it right, if you nail it on the nose, feel free to brag about it next week. And again, we'll have the timestamp to know if you did or not. Uh, that number is 757 687 9494 NFC championship hour continues coming up next with I feel like the the injuries or the the nicks and bruises and and little things in the San Francisco at Philadelphia game are being overlooked because of Mahomes ankle but there's some things to monitor in San Fran at Philly we'll talk about that and anything else you want to talk about in that game again get your questions in 757-687-687 9494 NFC Championship Hour continues next. Sports are life. 
but we don't take life too seriously around here. That just wouldn't be our style. The Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1. NFC Championship Hour nearing its conclusion. 757-687-9494 for your takes on San Francisco at Philly. Although, before we get into that, I also want to know, honestly, do you all actually think that it's going to be Philly against Kansas City, or do you just like the fact that there's two brothers that might play against each other? See, my personal opinion, I would love to see the two of them face off, but I do believe that San Fran's got the edge on Philly. But I, I think Kansas City's going to make it. There's, we're getting a lot of, of like we're, we're still reading some of the text from, from Monday headlines. There is a lot of Kelsey brothers facing off in the Super Bowl coming in. And I don't know, like, that's a great story, and, and you root for it. It's like, you know, there's a lot of times where, where you know, an underdog or like St. Peter's, you're, everyone's rooting for him, but I don't know if you actually think it's going to happen, but you're rooting for it. You just want to see Kelsey, like, that'd be a heck of a podcast leading up to the, the, the game, but I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm fully convinced it's going to happen. San Fran at Philly. Let's talk about that game. We know that one's going to happen. If the Niners-Eagles game, right, this NFC championship game, so much on the line, comes down to a fourth and one play, will any of the top options to run the ball be healthy enough to move the pile? And 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 I'm, I'm talking about both sides here, right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes' ankle is getting so much attention. Remember when Jalen Hurts' shoulder was the thing getting all the attention? And all he did was play in a blowout against the the Giants where he he was protected a little bit. And it did hold him back, not from winning the game by a bunch, but from looking as explosive or as dynamic a, a, as he did earlier in, in the season. Jalen Hurts' shoulder is still coming off that injury. And they didn't unleash him fully last week. And they're still... Uh, training wheels, treating him with kid gloves, babying him a little bit. Sal Pal, Sal Pal Antonio was on SportsCenter. But they also protected it during practice this week and practiced protecting it. One, when I talked to Nick Sirianni, he said, told Jalen Hurts, slide early. Number two, get out of bounds, avoid contact. And then number three, and here's the third thing that's really important. Make sure you land on your left shoulder. So they focused on that. They practiced that during the week, having his body spin off to his left shoulder after he got hit, making sure that he got down off of the right shoulder into the left shoulder so he didn't re-aggravate the injury. And there is no indication that he re-injured that right shoulder, and he is good to go for the okay. NFC Championship game against the Niners. Can you imagine Jalen Hurts down near the goal line, Fred Warner meeting him at the three-yard line, and Jalen going, let me make sure I fall just so on the, the left shoulder. It's not that easy. Nick is chasing you. You're like, oh, goodness, I need to get away. But I also, if he does catch me, need to worry about falling on my left shoulder. Third and one, early drive. One of those drives you don't know is about to be the difference in the game. Right? You, every once in a while you look back on a game, you're like, yeah, geez, that second quarter drive really ended up being the difference. Third and one. You don't know it's that game, that drive that's about to be the difference. You call in your best play if it means that Jalen Hurts might have to keep the ball and go, go get the first. On the other side, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell both weren't practicing yesterday. Both of them. Now, the the defiance 
of Christian McCaffrey may, I don't know, do away with some of your worries, but maybe not. If you don't know what I'm talking about, here's Christian McCaffrey talking to the media. Christian, is there any chance in your mind that you won't play on Sunday? Zero. Thanks. He's going to play, but it's the same thing, right? Third and one, big play. It's one of those plays, and I I I love them. And and every uh, uh, color commentator gets really excited. Oh, look at this! They're bringing out Jumbo. They're bringing out the big boys. A third tackle, a fullback. They're all attached. This one's going to be uh, smash mouth football. What does the defense do? Right? Defense puts an extra linebacker out there. Everybody's packed in. It looks like a rugby scrum. They're going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. I mean, his calf a little tightened up. Yeah, let's see what happens. Are they going to give it to Elijah Mitchell? He's not practicing either. Are they going to give it to Juszczyk? Because then they can't have Juszczyk lead blocking for Juszczyk. Debo Samuel, he was limited on Thursday. Again, not to say these guys aren't going to play. Not going to say they aren't going to have uh, huge plays in the game. But, but I'm saying, are you as confident in very specific situations in their ability to be physical? In their ability to meet a linebacker in in the hole, wide, like just those two guys, like an Oklahoma drill, are you are you confident that they're going to be the ones falling forward? These are the engines of the offense, right? the 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 other stars are stars, but these guys, the 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 short yardage, the when you need a yard, those are the engines that drive the offense. And I know nobody is 100% healthy at this point in the season. It'd be weird if someone was like, no, nah, I feel fresh. Woke up feeling like a spring daisy. It'd be weird. But you want like your wrecking balls as healthy as possible, right? You want the ones that you're going to depend on for the physicality to be healthy. And as, as good as Miles Sanders has been this year, and it's been a career year, he, he's never really been the the... You know, nobody is, but he's never been the Mike Allstott, right? You're not, you're, not, you're not giving him the ball and saying, all right, we got a yard and a half guaranteed, maybe four. Like, if things go really well, he could stumble forward for six. Like, those plays are the ones that I think are going to be interesting. Similar to, I mean, we talk about it with, with Patrick Mahomes' ankle. If you're Even if you're confident in him on a third and long because he can sit in the pocket and throw, are you confident with him on a quarterback sneak? Probably not. So what do you do there? Is it Pacheco? These little minor injuries aren't going to affect every play, but they might affect the play. If if there's a a giant short yardage play and the Eagles have the ball, I can almost guarantee that if that that happened two months ago, it would have been some form of Jalen Hurts either running or threatening to run. I'm not sure that'd be the case. Or that you do and you risk, right? Because if one of those guys pops up limping in the first quarter, then you do have a bigger problem. Call and text in 757-687-9494. Robbie, what are they saying on the text line? From the 757, this person does not believe that Brock Purdy is going to be an issue. They just think that Brock Purdy is not going to be Are you Are you factor. not reading that one exactly? Yeah, pretty much. Brock Purdy will be Brock Ugly, is what it says. You, you thought that was a little too harsh? I didn't want to be too mean. Brock Purdy will be Brock Ugly. I'm, we're talking about his play. We can, you're not, I assume you're, not, uh, you're just making a word pun about how he's going to play. You're not talking about his physical appearance. I hope not. Um, 
I don't even know if they would allow it to get ugly for Brock Purdy. Right? You know, like with with Dak Prescott, we saw this with the Cowboys. When things started getting a little shaky, the Cowboys have no like they need Dak. They they depend on him to get them out of bad situations. If Brock Purdy starts looking a little shaky, I have a feeling Shanahan's gonna go, I'm gonna trust you to do nothing. Right? You're looking a little shaky. The longest throw you're going to make is a screen right now, and we're just going to try to to nickel and dime and run our or run ourselves down the field, play field position. So I don't know if it'll be, you know, if it goes from Brock Purdy to Brock Ugly, something crazy has happened. I think it's more likely to go Brock Purdy to Brock Neutral, and that's as far as San Fran will let it go. What else are they saying? From the seven five seven, the Eagles are either going to win big or lose in a tight game. Okay, so so they're just not going to get blown out. That's that's the big uh. The big prediction, or they're not. They're either. Oh, they won't win a close game. They will not saying. win a close game. You don't. You don't trust Jalen Hurts down the stretch as much as you trust Brock Purdy. Like if there's a two minute drill, I, I think I trust Jalen Hurts to to make it happen at the end at least as much as as Purdy. Tim Donnelly Show, ESPN Radio, ninety four point one. It's prediction time. We've talked AFC for the entire first hour of the show. We've talked NFC for the entire second hour of the show. The third hour, we start by conjoining them. They meet in the middle for a prediction. Who plays in the Super Bowl? Which two teams are Super Bowl bound? Get your predictions in now. We'll give you ours. We'll have the full conversation coming up right here in just about 90 seconds on the Tim Donnelly Show on ESPN Radio 94.1.